you. Another record y'all should know in their catalog. If you don't know about this one, you should slip in too. This is crazy. There we go. Get him, Prem. Mm. Slept on Gangstar song off the owner's album. It's crazy. Fits the day today, too. Joyce Nuts. If you don't know what this is, this is zoning off of the owner's album. But I don't owe the rights to this, so let me fade it out a little bit. But yes, welcome to another episode of the Don't Overthink It podcast. I am your host, Dominican Johnny. And on today's episode, we are going to speak to a, uh, I keep thinking of the uh, the one part in Juice when uh, Q and Steel was talking and shit. It was like, P-Rock and all them, they've been everywhere. You just local. And then <laughs> Q was like, yo, kiss my local ass. But uh, say that because um, the person I'm about to speak to, he is pretty much like a local legend. Like he's like the DJ when I was uh, in high school. Everybody was like, oh, we got to go to Smitty, got to go to Smitty, got to go to Smitty. He's he's the one. They was hiring him for everything. So I want to um, pick his brain for a little bit. And I, I do want to get to the bottom of this Harrisburg shit because I'm not originally from here. You know, even though I've been here since eighth grade. But I know there's way more hip hop than before what I know. Like, because the only rappers I really knew was Blackston. And that wasn't until 2001. So... I need to get to, well, I want to get to like a Harrisburg history lesson episode. I asked Conrad in, at the end of the last episode um, and he couldn't tell me because he was he was uh, locked down for a little bit. So um, Smitty, for some reason, though, has been the DJ around here since shit, since as, I, as far as I can remember. When I started going to high school, he was that dude. And um, I, I ended up knowing him. Not actually from the DJ, but through his, I guess, his protege, uh, Alf Dog. Shout out to uh, DJ Alf Dog. But I want to get off into uh, Smitty today and uh, pick his brain and see where, I don't know, where this Harrisburg shit actually started. So giving him a call literally live on air right now. Hello? Yo. Hey, what's going on? What up? What up? Peace, peace, peace. I just, I just uh, introed you real quick, and I was all like, uh, since, since I can remember, I came here in eighth grade, and even since back then, since back you, then were you were the dude. dude. You know, back in eighth grade. Well, I can't well, remind I you. Remind um, um, oh, do you have oh, me on speaker or something, or do you have the phone close to you? Could you pull it away? Because I'm echoing like I'm Teddy Riley did that night. Oh wow! <laughs> all right, that's that? better. That's better. That's better. There we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I like to introduce to the uh, Don't Overthink It podcast the uh, notorious, legendary Harrisburg legend in his own right, uh, DJ Smitty. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? Yep, yep. So, I, I really wanted to do like uh, when I started this podcast, I had a whole bunch of ideas. So, I had this big ass whiteboard that I never used, and I had a vision board, and I started writing down episode names. So, so far, I'm checking them off, checking them off, checking them off. I just in, uh, interviewed Conrad yesterday and got a music man perspective on, like, you know, 
the the Harrisburg scene, but it, we didn't really get into music. We got more into like, you know, the motivation and thinking of multiple ways to make money. And you've mm-hmm. always been like that too, though, because you have your job with the state, but you also have, you know, your gift, which is your DJing skills. You know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, not since eighth grade, but I'm saying when I got up to high school, though, you were the guy. You know what I mean? And then and then I really got to know you through Alf. That's why I shouted him out too in the beginning and said because he yeah like, it was it was starting to come together around that time it was uh, fresh, freshman year in high school it was kind of like starting to come together yeah see because you graduated probably like two to three years before me okay yeah because I graduated in ninety six so mm-hmm. yeah yeah I was ninety three yeah that's what I'm saying so you graduated literally pretty much the same time as Marcus so. That's why I kind of knew I knew Alf, but everybody knew that like Smitty was the guy and Smitty had the mixtapes and you had literally the mixtapes popping around all the time from like 11th grade. Like, yeah, like 95. Everybody was getting your tapes, you know, and then Alf, I guess, because he was in school, too, and he was getting a lot of gigs, too. He was DJing a lot of shows and stuff, but you had already elevated since then. So I kind of want to get like to your start. Like, um, I'm going to ask this question probably like four other people like. What's the earliest like Harrisburg artist? The ones I could remember that was like actually making some noise. And this was like, I guess on a, like there was no social media. So there was just uh, like tapes or like flyers and stuff. And it was you right. and two other cats. What was the name of the group? Was it? The Urban Disciples. You couldn't get more in 1993 <laughs> than that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So who was all in that group? Because I only know you. Um, it started, it, it, it was kind of like a temptation thing, you know, how members come in, members come out, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the core, the main core was Reggie, Reg Rowe, his name, his real name is Reggie Walker, me, and a guy from York, I can't think of his name. Oh, okay. No, nah, it's all right. It's all right. He knows. I can't he knows name. He's here in spirit. How about that? <laughs> you know, but yeah, but we had a couple members go in and out. Oh, okay. And, um, but the ones that you saw, the cassette tape that we made, mm-hmm. that was Reggie, Kiko, and myself. Got you. All right. And, and yeah. Ray, Raymond Bennett was the manager. Okay. See, because John Ragsdale was the producer. Okay. So it was a whole thing. So it was two MCs and one DJ. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And what I can Lotto. Remember, that's his name. Lotto. It just hit me. Lotto. There we go. Yes. Shout out to Lotto. If he's out there listening, I'm so sorry for <laughs> not remembering his name. It's all right. Yeah, Lotto was nice. Lotto was mad nice. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. See? But that was the first, I would say, when I came here, that was the first time I ever seen something like actually get like a real push where it had something like you guys actually had like cassette tapes in the music, man, like like right. actually had physical cassettes. Was there any like was there anybody in Harrisburg prior to you guys that actually had something like physical, like tangible like that, that it wasn't just like, oh, they oh, can yeah, rhyme, but actually had like a project out? Yes. Oh, OK. Um, brother by the name of Clay Ski. He, is he like the first? I'm trying to get to the bottom of who was the first that you could. He like... was definitely. He was definitely. Uh, he came before us. Okay. 
So, but, but we were all on the same boat. We were all under the same umbrella, pretty much. Got you. Under the same management to, to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So then what was he kind of rhyming? Was he like, oh, the bridge, the bridge. He was straight, he was straight old school. He was yeah. straight, you know, Busy B, you okay. know, Kumo D. That, he was straight old school. Straight old school. Oh, okay. You know, that was the cloth he was cut from. Yeah. If your name is Clay Ski and the place to be. I don't smoke yeah, weed. Yes. I don't got trees. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so he, he was, was straight, like that. He was straight old school. All right. Yeah. So as the time started evolving, then shout out to Clay Ski, wherever he is. Shit. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I, I want to say I'm not sure after him or after us, but somewhere in that circle was the writ. Okay, yes. Oh. There we go. Now we go to writ because I actually know the writ. Yes, and then it, it, it was the writ. So would you say that that's like 94? Where would you place that? Because you guys were like ninety three, right? Like ninety three yes. and ninety four. Our 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 cassette tape dropped ninety three. Yes, because I right. remember I was still senior in high school. I actually I think I had just graduated not too long after that yep. tape dropped. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then there was I still remember that, and I remember <laughs> to this day too. There was like when the talent show was a thing up at William Penn. Right. And I think you guys was there one time, and I remember Butch had this like dance group and stuff, and I still remember that to this day. They was doing some House of Colors. There it is. This is the funniest (laughs) shit, though. There's a story about that, too. Butch, don't get mad at me when I say the story. But they was on that talent show. Everybody saw it, so it's not like it's a big thing. But they they had this little whole group with dancers and everything. It was like five of them on stage. They was killing the dance all in the routine. And all the girls was like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, one of them, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Butch or maybe it wasn't, but one of them kicked the mic off and the sound just completely cut off and they just closed the curtain on them niggas. And that was the last time I ever saw the House of Colors with a curtain closing on their ass. No, that, that I can't, I can't remember. I couldn't tell you on that one. I vividly remember that shit, but no, but anyway, so the writ though, he started his whole movement. It was that the whole MIH? No, that's that's um John Hart. Okay, that's, that's John Hart whole and di- Armand. Yeah, that's them. a whole different era, okay. oh, umbrella, okay. and everything. Really? So then the writ was mm-hmm. yeah. So the writ was before then, right? Was before. Oh then? yeah, most definitely. And then now, who was with? Now is Mih was that Large Flavors or was that with the writ as well? No, um, the uh, Mih that was um. Make it happen. Yeah, that was his name. And he's that's still going on today. He's yes. still he's, he's still producing his son. Oh, okay. his son Water. But um, he he just he just had a a vision and put out a couple projects and yeah. had a, a, a lot, lot of, of nice local MCs in yes. the area. And he just made like a couple compilation albums. They were great too. Yep, yep, yep. I think I'm looking at one of the covers right now. The first mm-hmm. at my age was the Life Music and Paper. Was that the first one you would say? Is that the one with the capital? Kind of looked like the capital on, on the-, the cover. Oh, then this is another one. And this, let me see. Yeah, this one. This one is the later one. And this is 2003. The right. First, yeah, it was one that came before that. Yeah, that was when. Yeah, that was one of the <laughs> first times I ever heard Marcus on an actual tape, and it was, he had some right. Thought, I don't give a fuck about nothing. Right. That was that first one. All right. So 
I would say that they were kind of like the more known out of all of them. But could you think of anybody else? Like, I, I also think of, I'm also thinking of like 2000s, though. But oh, I well, if you're speaking around that era, then it was a you definitely of, can't forget the um, NRL. NRL I was about to say Mike Mason in the NRL. Which yes, I, I got him set definitely. up. This, I got him set up for a call too. But he he's definitely busy doing raffles on Facebook and shit. But mm-hmm. <laughs> and when when they kind of like branched off or fell apart, whatever you want to call it, I slipped in like right right before all that happened, and that's how. I build my relationship with Cuban and Agony, and that's how we began to do our thing. Yep. And then Agony left, and then Cuban and I just took off. Yep, yep. What was the name of that group when you guys did that? Was it just like Ag and Cuban? Future Rap Music. We just put an album out. It was called Future Rap Music. That's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't really naming no group. That was just the name of the album. Okay, yeah. And yep. we got it y'all. pressed up. It, mm-hmm. did, it, it did decent. It did pretty decent. Yeah, because I remember y'all um, opened up at the G Dep concert yeah. up there. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, because at that t- by that time I was already running around with Dula, and he was already promoting and doing all that stuff. Right, like, right. Boots and all that. So, would you say like earlier Harrisburg hip hop? Though, let's say let's let's jump back just real quick for like the the '90s and stuff. Would you say was they more East Coast influence or just South influence? Because one thing for me, I'm from Boston, so I came down here in the eighth grade. The biggest. Well, song, I never knew that. I never yeah, knew that. Yeah, I know, I know, but because I've been here so long. But I came down here in '92, started eighth grade in the middle school when it was over there off of Hurst Street that looked like the goddamn prison, where some of the classes had no walls, <laughs> no windows. I mean, so, so all I knew, what I noticed about Harrisburg is that it was like, damn, there's like two or three New York cats. Then there's like some cats that was like from Tennessee. Then it was like some other cats from like Mississippi, some Florida cat. It was like a big blend of cats from down here. So I always wondered, it was, it always baffled me. Like how are we so close to like Philly, New York and all that. But the musical influence down here is very different because I was hearing about UGK and I was like, who the fuck are these Texas dudes and shit? And I was like, it, it, it just baffled me that you guys knew so much more about other spots and mm-hmm. didn't really... I don't know. I wouldn't say y'all didn't really fuck with New York because New York was still the dominant thing on airwaves. Like there was still MTV and stuff when that still meant something. But like, what would you say to Harris? Did Harrisburg have a sound back then or? Well, this what I'm about to say is is by far not a shot at my city. Not at all. It's just, no, just like speak how the truth. I feel like how I feel and how I see things. Um, you know how other cities they have their own identity. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to Atlanta, they got the crunk down there. Yep. If and now go, it's trap, yeah. But yeah, yeah, now of course now it's trap. But if you go to Texas, they got their thing with the sip and syrup and, and the, the chopped, the chopped and, screwed. and screwed and yep. all that. You know, they, they, they everybody got their own thing. Philly mm-hmm. got their thing. Yep. Harrisburg, for some reason, it seems like they just kind of like piggyback was popular uh, yeah yep i didn't want to you say know, it because i wanted somebody from harrisburg to say it but that, i mean that's you. just how that's just like we don't i feel like we don't have an, an identity we don't we just kind of like piggyback off of what's popular right now yeah 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 i agree with you i agree with you for some cats they because you it always depended on which cruise because that's why i always wondered like how mm-hmm. harrisburg is so tiny but yet there's so many mm-hmm. different crews and even like rap crews i was all like 
all right, why don't y'all just come together and formulate one sound? And right, that's but one it's, thing. Yeah. it's so much talent here. So, so yeah. much talent. It's, it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so when you was in school then, who were the, the like, let's say senior in high school, so that was 93. So this is like Snoop Doggy styles out and stuff. Red man. Yes. Okay. You know, so, I, I just want to get everybody, put everybody in like around that time then. Who were were there? Could you name even like two or three rappers that you knew in the school or something? Like that were local that were nice? Um, there was a brother named Joker. He was real nice. Was he, was, he was real nice. Um, yeah, Shorty Hill out the south. Shorty Hill okay. was nice. Um, Craig Boogie was incredible. Oh man, he was incredible. That's the first name you said that I actually knew. I didn't know none of them other people you just said. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have the vinyl of Shorty Hills. Um, I forgot what the LS LSD. I want to. I can't think of their name or their group. LSD or something like that. So, but they no, nah, they dropped the album out. It was like a uh, EP. It had like six songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it it did pretty good. It did it did pretty good. Okay, okay, and then so. In all of this stuff, because the only person I really like know know is Marcus. So where does Marcus come in in all of that? Oh, definitely around that same time, around '93. Yeah, definitely. All right, all right. Because I'm trying to get, you know, a bunch of different names. But I got... Marcus, he he's been rapping for since back and going back to middle school. Him, we were we were in like sixth grade together. Yeah, and he was, you know, he was going in back then. No shit. See. Yeah. New fun fact. All right, because I didn't know that either. Like I'm, I'm late to, I guess the quote unquote Harrisburg scene, but mm-hmm. the the main ones that I can remember from being, I guess, the out of towner. But like even from school, the only ones I remember was the Urban Disciples, which was you, mm-hmm. and the MIH. I didn't know that until late, late nineties, early two thousands. I remember like Butch used to rhyme, <laughs> Myron used to rhyme, even though he goes by Leo now, but. Myron was rhyming or dancing. But he wasn't rhyming, but he, he started out dancing at it first. Was dancer, he was a dancer. Right? Yeah, so yeah he, he was a dancer. Incredible. Incredible hip-hop dancer. Incredible. Yeah. So when he started rhyming, it kind of like blew me away. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. So then where, um, where did your connection... Um, What made you gravitate to Alf Dogger? Did you just know him already and you knew he's DJing? And how did that come out? Um... Alf lived around right around the corner from me, mm-hmm. and our relationship, you know, us being DJs and just vinyl heads and going down Mr. Mike's and stuff. Yep. Can't forget but, Mr. Mike's, a pillar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How long was Mr. So, Mike's there before, like, as far as you can remember, it was, Mr. Mike's was always the, the record spot before Music Man came about? Uh, oh, there's a there was a couple of them. There was oh, okay. um, large there was flavors, Mel- M- melodies and more. That was out. That was out um, on State Street. You had Martha's Turntable uptown. Oh, okay. So there was a couple Sixth spots. Street. Right. Yeah, Martha's Turntable. That's where um, Robux was at. Okay, right across the street. Yeah. No, it was there. It was, oh, it was literally there. in that building. No shit. Yeah. See, I'm learning some new shit now. Yeah, so you, you had that. Um, you had there was a there was a spot on the hill. 
right at the right at the edge of Reservoir Park. It was just it was so many different names. It, it wasn't really popular, but you know, once you saw the door open and the lights flashing, you knew something was going on there, and people were just walking there and like, oh, it's the record store. So <laughs> okay, you talking about the spot where right now they serve dinners and stuff, where it's like a, a hall, like a frat hall or whatever. I be, I haven't been there in like a while. Up there, but... Yeah, I think I know where you're talking about too. Okay. Like, like let's say like 21st in state, mm-hmm. maybe. Like mm-hmm. You also had state. yeah. You also had Music Emporium that was inside Strawberry Square. They were you know more house music oriented they had some they had some small underground pieces but they were like more your your club music got stuff it like that more mainstream oh, okay and they were they was right inside strawberry square um oh you actually dean carter when his his brother barry that carter's and his brother barry was was around and he was running it it wasn't always a record shop, but people would go there and buy mixtapes. But that was a a, Damn, a place that you know people didn't really know about. It was on a low for vinyl. Oh, shit. I knew it. See, I knew I it. didn't. Yeah, this is all new to me. Like I said, you know, I like, like on a Saturday morning, I would just make my rounds. I would just make my rounds. I go downtown. I hit Mister Mike up. I go up the street, hit Music Emporium because he's right up the street from Mike. Then I, I go uptown to Mar- Martha's turntable. I'd hit her up and go right across the street to Carter's and come back on home on the hill and hit the one up by Reservoir Park and then go home. And then by that time, I'm walking home with three, four bags of, you know, vinyl. No shit. No shit. <laughs> How much was the vinyls back then? Oh, it was, it was mad affordable, mad cheap. Four ninety nine. Talking, you're talking for like a single... Two ninety nine, three ninety nine, an album, a full length album, like seven bucks. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, no wonder you racked up shit. Oh yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> shit. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, my pop, so he just gave me some money, you know. <laughs> and you'd walk all that shit. Bus. Okay, okay. I'm about to think. You just said walk yeah. home with some, some like, bus, some walk. Okay, some I, was, bus, some I, was, walk. I was gonna say, God damn, you the traveling motherfucker. Shit. Oh yeah, I, I, man, yeah. I. I, I, go the moon beyond. I go into the moon beyond for some vinyl back then. No doubt. No doubt. But that was your passion. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes you. That's what drove you and shit. But were you all right? Would you say your musical influences, though, were you more on some hip hop uh, like New York sound and shit? Still am to this day. Got you. Yeah, I know. I can tell when you spin and you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. That's why I like you. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> Still to this day. I know. I know. So what would you say then your biggest DJ influence is then? Who is it? My my biggest influences, I would have to say. Was it Marley? I would, I would, oh, definitely Marley. Yeah. Marley, Jazzy Jeff, DJ Scratch, Jam Master J. Yep. Um, DJ Cash Money, Cash Money. A lot of the Philly DJs, Tap Money. Okay. See, I remember Tap Money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that name circulating around too back then. Oh, yeah. That was um, Steady B's DJ and then he branched off. And now to this day is is backing up Kwame. No shit. Mm -hmm. See, look at that. Fun fact. Some more fun facts. So pay attention, kids. So kind of (laughs) like when Steady B... They kind of fell off a little bit and started doing their thing, illegal issues, but I don't want to get into too much yeah, of that, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when um, Kwame kind of like scooped him up. Okay, okay. 
So then, oh, I wanted to ask you this. I'm going to ask every DJ this that I interviewed too, though. Mm-hmm. When the whole changing of the tide started turning and it started getting digital with Serato and all that, were you one of those fuck that Serato shit? I'm still doing my crates shit. Were you one of those DJs yes, that I like was. fighting it, fighting the purge? <laughs> I was. It, it really took me a while to catch on because I, you know, I just. Yep. But I want. I didn't want to leave my vinyl alone, but. You know, I was getting a lot of gigs. I was getting my name out there and I didn't have the new music. So I was struggling. I'm like, it's like forcing me to do this and I don't want yep. to do it. But I, I had to. Yep. And once you did, though, were you like, holy shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew definitely. it. Because think about it. You just run around <laughs> a laptop and you have 60 something libraries of mm-hmm. shit. Tons and but after tons a while, of I mean, I mean, when a lot of the record stores in this area started shutting down, you know, Mike's was still holding it down strong. Yeah, you know, but there, I mean, there was some new stuff out, but then I, I needed like the super duper exclusive stuff that no one had. So that's where you know Alf and I, our relationship really hit hit hard because we would just leave and just go to Philly, go downtown Philly, mm-hmm. hit all the record stores up, you know. I think I went with home. him on one of them trips too, yo. I think Man, I went out we, there to Philly. Sh- What's the one? It was, we it would was hit right about downtown. A, we too. would hit a few, few of them record spots up down there. He knew where all the joints were at. Yes, he did because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, I went down there. I don't know if we drove in my car, we drove in his, but we went down there on one of those type of missions. I went down there to buy gear, and he went down there to buy tons and tons of records and shit. And man. then once he once he schooled me, I started going on like by myself. Word. Well, what's he doing? Yeah, I, I take a, put in for a half a day at work, and I, I go right on the um train and go right down, right down downtown Philly. Yeah. Right in the gallery. It drop you off right there in the gallery. You get out, walk right up one block up. Yep. Either north, south, east, or west. Which way you want to go? It's record stores everywhere. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And man, I would be in there for hours. Because they had hours. a turntable set up too where you could just fuck around yes. with it, huh? Yep. All right. I remember. There's one mm-hmm. spot. I don't know. I don't know if that was on Market Street where you can go. I think it's either you went upstairs or downstairs and it was a shit ton of records. Then around Armand. the corner. Yep. Armand's. Yep. And then around the corner, right on, uh, was that Chestnut Street? Funkamart. That that was the big one. Yeah, Funkamart. That, that was the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Sound of Market. Sound of Market. Yep. Yep. Those are all the spots. Yeah. Because I went on one of them award tours with him and shit. So when Serato and everything came in, though, did you did you still buy vinyl just because like you're accustomed to it, or did you stop completely? <laughs> slowly it was like i was slowly getting pieces here and there i was just just slowly just for and vintage purposes and for collection purposes i just didn't have nowhere to put it <laughs> i had nowhere to store it and yeah. then mr mike was like you know you need to start using cds now you know i get a lot of promotional stuff from these record labels i could you know i can hook you up so i got my first cd player the dj would it was crappy as i don't know what it wasn't accurate and i just i did not like it <laughs> so you were still fighting it huh yeah but i was still you know collecting the music and stuff and then you know as years went on they started upgrading equipment things starting getting a little a little a little better but it didn't really hit me 
until the first Pioneer CDJ turntable came out. I'm like, yo, this is it right here. And that's what you're still rocking out with to this day? Yep. All but right. of course, you know, they, they upgrade crazy. Well, of course, yeah. 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 So then, like, but like it's, it's it's better now. It's better now than ever. It is like I don't have to take a laptop out. You don't. You know, I just put oh, all shit. my files on the um, USB stick and just plug and play. Plug it into my CD players, turn them on, and I'm rocking. I ain't got to worry about no laptop freezing or, or loading up or nothing like that. <laughs> no shit. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go, Smitty. <laughs> nope. I, right. I never, I never, never used a laptop DJ with never. Got you, got never. you. And I just, I don't want to. That's just me. Okay, we we geeking out on the DJ and with the DJ equipment and everything. Um, mm -hmm. let's 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 keep it pushing. Um, when because you were like you said you were diehard East Coast head boom bap cat like me mm -hmm. and everything. You know, you like your Gangstar, you like your, your EPMDs, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When it started, when the tide started changing, well, when the Jay-Zs and the, like the Nas's, I know you were still on board and stuff. When they started getting into the DMX's and the Swizz beats, making the keyboard beats, were you one of them that was like rebellious or reluctant, like apprehensive towards Swizz because he no, was making the cool keyboard? No, okay. I, I was cool with it. I was cool with it. Because it was know? still all East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had, you know, it had a nice funk sound to it. I, I was good. Okay, okay. So it, then... it, it struggled. It struggled for me when Master P first hit. Wow. That's when. <laughs> that was way for you to say it. That that was hard for me to. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what is going on? Like, this is this is totally different. This is not what I'm used to. Yep. The beats are a lot slower. I'm used to anything 90 beats per minute and up. This this is like 68, 70, uh, 75. It, you wasn't ready this for that too... bounce. Nah. <laughs> and then a friend of mine, friend of mine, good friend of mine, um, T Boy Go. He was my DJ partner for years. Another, legendary in the another city. Harrisburg legend. Yes. We were playing at this club on Camera Street and. You know, I was on. I I thought I was on there killing it. This is like the like early two thousands, like oh three, oh four, something like that. I'm like, yo, I'm going there. Why ain't nobody dancing? <laughs> He's like, yo, just just watch this. He he took masterpiece twelve inch, but he flipped it on the B side. It was it was make him say uh. That was the popular song out, but so he then... flipped it on the he flipped it on the B side, and he put on um weed and money. And he put that on, and the people went crazy. He was like, "This is what they want to hear." And I'm like, "Then it probably wasn't 2003, 2004. That had to be 98. Then 97, that was okay. All right, because my, my years might yeah. be a little off. Yeah, because 2003, yeah, 2004. Master that was 50 P did cent. come out kind of like the late 90s. He yes, did. You're right. Yes, Ice Cream Man came out like 95, maybe 96. Yeah, yeah. And then the so the, the, I'm lost. I'm yeah. like, he's like, "What well, <laughs> to the hip hop that I love?" Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, well, we what a lot of people would uh, say that shit too. I remember Ninth Wonder was saying that interview, interview one time. He was like, "Man, when I heard Master P, I was like, oh my god, he's the Antichrist." Like, it was like, what the that fuck was is this? Definitely like the, that was the changing of the guards right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, how did you feel then when when uh, New York rappers start all of a sudden changing their styles to combat that to like fit into that instead of going against it? I did not like it at all. <laughs> I was, not, and I'm still not a fan of it. 
I'm still. I mean, it's cool to make a joint or two here or be featured on one of them. Yeah. But when you start like your whole catalog is starting to be like that now, like come on, man. Like you could tell that they're just chasing something and ain't being true to them. Yeah, come on. There's some dudes though who could jump into flows in and out like that effortlessly, like a grab. Yeah, and that's cool. That you know, that's cool. A joint here, a joint there. That, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right, son. You're right, son. Tell him, son. <laughs> You don't like all that shelf <laughs> shit, Shane. Because <laughs> that's what we were saying, though, man, back then, man. I was just like, hold up. Y'all like this shit? And then the rhymes got super simple and everything. And I was yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was like, oh, my God, the lyricist is dying. I was like, holy and shit. And what was really, really tough for me was the DJ started to fade out in the records. They wasn't using the DJ much anymore. You didn't hear the scratching on the hooks nope. and stuff like that. That And that that was kind of hard for me to, you know, deal with. To digest? Yeah, it was. Now, now, because you stuck to your sound and you stuck to your guns and stuff, around that time, did the gig start slowing up for you? Yes. <laughs> yes. I kind of figured that. I kind of figured. Yeah, so that. I, I kind of, I kind of had to adapt to everyone else, and they had. To, I made them adapt to me as well. Yeah, but see, right now though, you are really hitting though because now the retro sound is the shit with the like Griselda's out there coming out, and then now mm-hmm. everybody, you could have a niche. You know what I mean? And now even the vintage sound from like nineties. It's funny to say that though. Like ninety stuff is vintage now. That's crazy. But mm-hmm. it's like the classic shit. So that's why when you do the, the shit at Champs, it's that shit ring off. Because you truly, you really don't really stray off of the path much. No. Very, I, very I few, far to, between. I definitely try not to. Yeah, I, I could tell. I could tell. So then if I had to ask you, like, now, who who would you say out of the new cats do you listen to that you fucks with? The new cats. I, I love Sky Zoo. Okay. I love Sky Zoo. I love Torre. Um, Keep it in New York. Keep it in New York. Oh I see yeah, you. definitely Joey Badass. Yeah, Badman. Um, I don't know if you want to call terminology new because he put out mad projects. That's my but, guy. Yep. Yeah. Thirty-eight, thirty-nine <laughs> I'm a big, projects. I'm a definitely, definitely a big terminology fan. You hear that term? <laughs> nah, because I know him. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, matter of fact, I invited you to go uh, come up with me to Allentown to see mm-hmm, him that one time. I remember. I met him and everything, yep. man. He, mm-hmm. he I remember. I, I was sick as a dog too. Yeah, when I he saw, was telling me that. I saw yeah. the footage. <laughs> yeah, man. You you could have you could have brought your vinyl and you could have got him to sign mm-hmm. it. I actually made some merch for him. Like all his like at the time he had like maybe twenty eight mixtapes mm-hmm. at the time. Well, projects. And I put them all on a sweatshirt for him and shit. But okay, so term Sky Zoo, yeah, you you keep it all East Coast. I like, I like the boy Nick Grant. Yeah, he's yeah, he don't get much. No, he don't get much light on him. That boy from the South, he he got some bars. Yeah, he's where's he from? South Carolina, North Carolina, somewhere around there. Yeah, Yeah. and definitely the whole Fonte, little brother, you know, Pool, Rhapsody. Yeah, I saw them for the first time uh, right before all this pandemic shit hit. Mm-hmm. I saw them right down there in B-more. I th- shit, did I invite but you? But I, I mean, I, I can't front on the South. I, I like some South cats. You know, I, I like Zero. I like the Bull Zero. 
see, so let me ask you this now, too. Now with the time going by and there's so much South dominance, like, come on, like, even even though we love the East Coast shit, but come on, they've had it. They've had a clutch on. They had a hold on this bitch on the hip hop game since like what? 2002, maybe when the snap era started and the little John yeah. Crunk era started. They haven't mm-hmm. let go since. And nope. everybody has had to fold and bend to them. Which is mm-hmm. fucking crazy when you think about it, but it's like, God damn. Yeah. Like, I remember people was trying to get mad at Walker when he said that. He was like, the South has had the longest run ever. What? And I'm like, I'm a East Coaster, but I mean, how could you lie? I mean, as far yeah. as the mainstream, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it, it always kills me, though, when I hear the New York nigga trying to make the down South shit. It makes me like, oh, <laughs> it's just a headache, man. But yeah. but the, I like the authentic South. Like I always, everybody. That's another thing about Harrisburg. I would have never living in Lynn, Massachusetts. I don't think I would have ever heard Scarface the way I heard him when I, other than in Harrisburg, because y'all knew Mister Mister Scarface and all that shit back then. And mm-hmm. I was like, who is this dude in the three piece suit and shit with a cane? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I heard mine playing tricks on me. Then I was like, all right, I'm in. DJ action. Yo, man, I was in when I heard that shit. This year, Halloween mm-hmm. fell on a weekend. I remember the whole entire bus going to damn middle school was singing that shit. I was like, ah, damn. That's one thing. Y'all y'all around here, y'all always knew that shit. Like, I never knew oh. who 8-Ball and MJG was until, like, here. I didn't know them. I was like, what the fuck is that? I always, always liked Scarface's music, but... In 1993, when the Ghetto Boys came out with Till Death Do Us Apart, mm-hmm. like that album on from there, he was just, he was on a whole nother level. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That that's voice, that's when that, that real deep, solid voice kicked in with him and his, his delivery. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just had the commanding ass voice. So you never liked. I don't know. I, I no, I'm not gonna make you like just pick on cast from the side. I can do that, but the outcast, <laughs> the, the the organized noise movement. I was... wasn't a big. I, I mean, I respect them. Wow, I really? Just, I, I wasn't really up on them like that. I like I like three stacks. I love three stacks, but big boy. Uh... Really? Yeah. You didn't think he could hold a candle to 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 uh, three stacks? No. Wow. No. no. He had some shit know. to me. That was a good it, balance. It seemed like it seemed like he he don't rhyme on beat a lot. <laughs> but maybe that's kind of his his pattern. Maybe that's a way a method to his madness. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'm not a rapper, so I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, neither am I. You know what I mean? I mean, Outkast was cool though. They they was yeah. cool. They just they're not in like my top ten or anything like that. But yeah. I respect them and and what they did for hip hop and everything. They you yeah. know how they put the South on and stuff like that. He ain't fuck with CeeLo. In the Goody Mob? No. Now? No. Never? Not even till this day no. with the Gnarls Barkley? None of that shit? No. Wow. No. Yeah, you do have I a just, specific I just don't, I just don't listen to it. I just, I just don't listen to it. You really do have a specific ear. Yeah. You, no, have, just, you have what I, I call... To you have what I call East Coast bias, kind of. <laughs> kind of like how I, I do towards certain things. I have like a, a East Coast bias too. Mm-hmm. I, I can't lie. Like sometimes I have a Boston bias. That's why I have mm-hmm. the hats and shit I wear is either oh, Red OG Sox, Patriots. And... Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Facing the Crowd is my shit. Oh, that album's crazy. Insane. 
insane. I think that was the one. Yeah, I posted it, and you you was agreeing with me on the songs. On yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's still a monster too. His wordplay is crazy. Oh my god, and he's consistent too. Yes, every every album is is a banger that drops from him. Every yeah. album, and, and you don't find too many. You just more. don't find too many artists like that. Like yeah. terminologies like that. Every album that mm-hmm. he drops. It's official. Consistent too. Consistent. Consistent and he yep. don't break for nobody. No. Uh-uh. He don't do that shit for nobody. He, that's one thing he stays to it. I'm gonna try to get him on the show too. But he said he said he would too, so we'll see. We'll see. That's dope. But that's um dope. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, uh I don't think I got too much else to ask you though. I did want that's what I the main thing I wanted to ask you though was about like the origins of like the Harrisburg hip hop and stuff. And mm-hmm. you did say a lot of names that I had no idea existed, but I'm gonna continue this and I'm gonna add it on. I'm gonna con- call this one like the the Har- well, I'm really just gonna call this one the Smitty episode then, though, because this mainly was about you and shit and you're mm-hmm. a legend and you should get your flowers now while you know what I mean. And I appreciate still that. doing it, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, oh, explain to everybody. That's what I meant to ask. And this is, uh, I'm going to plug your shit for you. What is, explain to everybody what, uh, what is it? Level One Radio is. Level One Radio is my radio on my online radio station. You can go on all platforms and download the app. Mm-hmm. This my radio station is on there. Um, photos, contact info if you want to book me for gigs. All my mixtapes are on there. My YouTube is on there. And that's basically okay. it. Yeah, so that's your own little uh, your own little biased hotspot, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All your that, shit. That, that, whole, that, whole, that whole thing started with um, when I was rocking with Cuban and A-Rock when we had the thing called Level 1 ENT. And, you know, after we dropped a couple mixtapes or so, they, they just kind of like went their separate ways. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take the name and I'm going to keep it moving. Hey, hey, ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with that. So you basically do like kind of like mixed shows and you record them and then you send them out the links and have people like if they already have the app, then they already get the notifications when you drop a new they are, mix. Exactly. Got yes. you. Got you. Exactly. Oh, I have to ask you about this. This, this is probably a story behind it, though, but. What the fuck was it like to DJ for KRS? Wow. Yeah, which time too? Because you DJed for him a couple of times, right? Yeah, I, um, I opened up for him once, and then I actually DJ for him like I was backing him up two times. The first time was um, it's funny you say that because I was trying. This is when the um the Dragonfly nightclub was popping. Yep. It was popping, and I was trying so hard to get in there, but dude just wouldn't give me the time or day. The the uh, owner, yeah, the white boy just that looked at all dusty and shit. He just yeah, Judd. Yep, Judd. That was <laughs> he his just name. would not. I I would bring CDs down there, you know. Just so one night, um, my boy DJ Hurt from Lancaster. Yep, shout out to her. Good, he's good, next. Good, he's homie. next. Crazy nice. Crazy yep, nice. Yep. Too. I got him next on the show he's too. Like, yo, Smith, he hit me up. He said, I'm gonna be um opening up for a KRS one. You wanna come down and rock with me? Just bring your stuff, bring your gear. We can go back and forth. I was like, word, that's what's up. We went in there, smashed it. I mean, smashed it. We were side by side, hooked up. We got the crowd hype before he came on stage. We were killing it so hard. 
yo, KRS One's people was like, yo, who's these dudes up here? Who's that? Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that was, you know, by her bringing me along, that was my. Yo, oh shit. Yo. Hold on. Hold on one second. <laughs> Started, I started rocking down there for a while. So how the KRS-One joint jumped off was a friend of mine and I, we were down Baltimore just chilling on a Saturday, just eating some seafood, just chilling. And he hit me up. He was like, what you doing tonight? I was like, I ain't doing nothing. He's like, you want to um, DJ the KRS-One show? I'm like, where are you Like, kind of like open up. I'm Crazy. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. He said, cool. He said, I'm gonna give you um I'm gonna give you his manager's number, you know, just give him a call. I'm like, cool. So I was calling the ball, he's not answering, not answering. I called him like three times. I said, I ain't gonna blow this man's phone up. I'm gonna just go home, get my gear, you know, get all my stuff ready. And I'm still calling him when I get home. I called him again. He ain't answer, it's going straight to voicemail. So at this time I'm thinking, well, maybe it's a prepaid, you know. <laughs> this is this is when prepays was popping. <laughs> yeah, so I get down there, I, I do a sound check and stuff. And Judd told me, he said, there's been a change of plans. I'm like, what's up? He said, Well, you gonna actually DJ for Karis one. I'm like, huh? Mm. He's like, Yeah. Because Molly was supposed to come, but this is around the time Molly had got sick. Because they were on tour, they had just dropped that album together. Yeah, just dropped that album together, and I guess Chris was on tour, and he just couldn't make that show date there at the Dragonfly to back him up. So <laughs> it's like, yo, keep keep calling his manager. He gonna explain everything to you what he wants you to do. I'm like, all right. So I'm still calling this dude's number. Yo, this is like my sixth, seventh time, and he's not answering. So I'm like, I'm doing a sound check. So I'm, you know, getting all my stuff ready. My phone rings. <laughs> so I'm like, hello. He's like, I forgot what the bull's name was. This is such and such. I don't, you know, I'm KRS One's manager. I'm like, oh, what's good? He says, you, you still, you know, interested in backing him up tonight, right? I was like, yeah, I'm with it. He's like, all right, this is this is how it's gonna go. I'm gonna bring a CD, and the CD has like. 60 or 70 tracks on it but damn all the all the tracks don't have music on it like you might you might click on track four or five and might be empty he's like that's where you come in and, and i'm confused i'm like what he's like look it's easy just put the sick this just put the show disc in his, his show his show is on there with all his music on there but then there's certain tracks that's empty he was like just come in just cut off some instrumentals Boom back, 85 beats per minute to 95 beats per minute. All DJ Premier, uh, Wu-Tang, just keep it raw, underground, hardcore. To let him freestyle over him. Yep. So nice. I'm out there cutting it up. He comes out there. You know, he knew high-fives me, everything. He did like about four or five songs in. And then he looked at me. He's like, yo, Smitty, what you got? And I'm, my eyes got big. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so I hurried up and cut in the instrumental in. And I think it was, uh first one I dropped was Biggie Dead Wrong. And he started freestyling. I don't know how it happened, but when he was done freestyling and I rewinded the record with the song back, 
and his show just started playing with his his next you know beat. That's and it crazy. just like flow perfect through the whole night. There was not one mistake. Damn. I bet you that was your fucking bucket list right there. You could check that off oh of your my, fantasy. I couldn't picks. believe it. He gave me a big hug at the end, you know. He gave me a big hug. He told me I did a good job. And we we hung out at the um, Hilton Hotel, you know, af- afterwards. We were sitting there eating and stuff, just chilling, just, you know, just tall. He's very down to earth. Talking you know, a lot, so don't we he? Were, so we was just hanging out, chilling and stuff. And then uh, I guess Judd had reached out to him, I want to say, like four or five months later to come back to another show. And he requested me, told me to, yo, let's let, you know, let Smitty rock out with me. And that was the second time. Shit. So we just, you know, we we, we always kept in contact with each other. We we and, you yeah. didn't do the H Mac though this last time. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. He already had his own DJ by then, right? I don't know. I have yeah, no idea. I, well, I was there. He did. He did. He had his own. Yeah, uh, he had his own shit. Okay. I got Dula on the line too right now. He was just listening to that KRS story. He was called. He mm-hmm. called right where it is, and I just merged it. You there? I... Oh, maybe he's not there. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I guess not. I thought he, uh, I thought I, I had merged him, but um, yeah, that's the part I was like, I know that had to be like a fantasy. That's like, come on now, open I, up I for one of the it. top fives. That's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Are y'all still cool to this day? Still to this day. What? Okay. Still to this day. Another... Like if I like it's like if I see if he sees me at a show, he'll shout me out in the crowd. Off. You should have went down into that HMAC show because he did exactly <laughs> what you said. He he did one or two verses from his songs, but then mm-hmm. he does this thing where he acts like the mic don't work and he just starts freestyling regular off of anything. Yep. And then he jumped in the crowd and rhymed walking through the crowd at the same time. I was like, holy He is shit. definitely one of the best performers, hip-hop performers I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't think no one can touch him to this day. Mm, that's a bold one. Well, I mean, overall performance. That's my breath opinion. Control, from... breath, you ever seen Black Thought perform? No. Uh, yeah. You I, might, can, you might I, I know he goes in. I, 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 seen, seen... I seen Black Thought twice. This is Dula calling right now. Let me see if I could merge the calls real quick. Give me one second because he was there with me. No doubt. Yo. Yo. Were you able to hear the call? Yeah, I'm listening. I, I put on mute. Oh, I was, I was asking you a question. I'm about to put. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I'm about to put it together now. This is the spontaneity of this goddamn podcast. That's what's up. There we go. Smitty. Do Smitty. What's good? What's the deal, baby? Chilling, man. Yeah. So he was he was hearing the KRS story, but he had the phone on mute though. That's why. So when I asked him something, he didn't he didn't say much else. I was like, oh shit. So I just banged on him. <laughs> but I got him back on the phone now. But. Damn, what was we just talking about? I just lost my whole train of thought. You you opened up for Chris. Oh, that's what I meant to ask you. How did you get real cool with Granddaddy IU of all people? Man, that's my homie to this day, yo. We we yo we keep in contact like every other day to this day. That is the most um, oddest fucking. I think, I think also like off of Twitter for somehow for some reason I was like playing the songs from my radio station. They'll tweet out. You know, sometimes he'll comment. So I reached out to him. We, you know, started chopping it up. And I was like, yo, we should do a mixtape together. Oh, shit. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm with it. That's what's up. 
I was like, just send me the send me the tracks and stuff, and I'll put everything together. And I put it out. And he loved it, and we we just we've been like mad cool ever since. Yeah, that was the most random hookup I've ever seen. Cause when I see you spinning a Granddaddy IU song, I was like, where's the connection in that shit? Dude, you was the one that do shit forever. Really was the one who put me up on him. I ain't even know who he was. Yeah, when Smooth was passing, man, I used to bump that. Yeah, he's he's. Yo, he used to play that in the basement. He's like, still hearing up on this? I'm like, no, he said, this is your man from Queens. I'm like, I don't know this dude. Nice and low Yeah, yeah you the one you the one that introduced me to to his music. I never even knew mm-hmm. him. And and after that it was really really put yeah, really put me on to a lot of people. Yep. Well, yeah, no, you know what I mean? I'm telling watching Rap City and I first saw um his video drop, this is a recording. I'm like, yo, this and I wasn't really into the like the slow, laid back hip hop. You know, but he just had that voice, that dope voice, and the flow was crazy. And I'm like, yo, that... and then I saw Bismarck, he was like connected to it. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. That is nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, you got any uh, any questions for him, Dula? Because I, I pretty much was getting like, uh, like the starts of him DJing in Harrisburg and everything. So that's where I was at with it. You know what I mean? I just want to mean. Go ahead, Smitty. I just want to shout out my wife. That's all, man, for supporting me. That's all. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the wifey. And her cooking is banging, too. Shit. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> and she can throw down. Shit. Yeah. Well, just, um, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say about so many other than let's not, have a, let's not have a talk DJ and let's just talk as a person. I am one of the nicest gentlemen you could ever meet in your life. Exactly. He had an open door. I, I think everybody except for you, Johnny, lived with Smitty at one time or another. I lived with Smitty for about a week. Pops cooked for us every day. It was a Sunday. Yeah. I wouldn't walk over. Oh, Smitty, I'll walk in. Two weeks later, you see me knock on the door. What's up, y'all? Walk in the kitchen, make a plate. See y'all later. <laughs> right now, the, the door was always open. Never closed. Ever. Yeah. Smitty leaves me like, oh, I got a gig. I'm still there watching TV. I'll see you when you get back. <laughs> Damn. See, I didn't even know that house was like a, a, a Never. like that. I did not know I'm that. telling you. Almost every person in Asbury is somebody has stayed with Smitty and Pops. And yeah, Pops, Pops was a good dude, man. He he had a good heart. Yeah, damn it. He always let y'all us. rock out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Smitty, Smitty got the loud ass sound system, so that that's a, definitely some discipline. And then the more the more famous he got, the bigger the speakers got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see the setup he got now out there, out there. I know, I see it. I'm like, he got a club in the club in the house. Yep, yep. I club. went out there. I went out there and peeped. I was, shit, I went out there hung out with once or twice. Shit, he always does the invites though. So next time I'm, I'm kidnap your ass and we can go out there. Nah, that's what I'm saying, man. I have all these people just doing the live stuff. I like the Lost Finesse stuff. I'm glad somebody's on the line. I want to see what his, his take on it. Oh, yeah. Jazzy yeah. Jeff. Lost Finesse. That's rocking. Okay. Lost Finesse, Jazzy, uh, obviously Jazzy Jeff for sure, and Just Blaze were the three most that I enjoyed. I'm not saying nobody else's was whack. Those were the three most that I enjoyed. And that's why I told you today, Smitty. What did I say today? Smitty, when are you going to do your live set? Because mm-hmm. I know you're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to kill him. Oh, of course. And yeah. I think it's good for D. I'm happy because this. This celebrates the DJ. Man, the DJ sometimes goes so much unplugged. None of this mm-hmm. shit happens without the DJ. Nothing. Yeah, it is. And, and, and it's right now where it's to a point where, uh, I forgot who said it best. Oh, it was, it was uh, Will Smith. It's like, why was it called Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince? He said, because the DJ is the marquee. The DJ is the show. Mm-hmm. I'm the helper. That's why it's like, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. 
and people yeah. forgot that concept. And then this whole Indeed. micro age and uh, all those, you know, like I don't need the Johnny, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you know how we go places. What the fuck we gotta look at? I'm yep. looking for the DJ on the stage. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. This dude ain't got no DJ. He recorded off ADAT, and now I'm, I mean, you know, you know, I'm showing my age. I said ADAT. Now I'm off <laughs> these laptops and in your iPhones. I mean, the the foundation is the DJ. Just like that's like, like Keith. Yeah, just like what Keith Murray said on his one record. Matter of fact, I think them niggas is gay. Always trying to have a party with no DJ. It's the very foundation of hip hop that everybody yes. fundamentally forgets. The DJ mm-hmm. is the foundation. That's he's your right. timing. He's, he's the, the, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody come to see Melly Mel at the time. They came to see Flash, who happened that's to have right. Melly Mel on the mic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, mean, I mean, that's why, okay. and that's why I'm glad that these techno DJs, even though it's not my genre of music, but to see hundred thousand, a hundred thousand uh, people in the stadium to watch Crazy. the dude spin records, and absolutely new cats. Crazy. These dudes are making real money. Wow. So DJ AM, yeah. DJ AM say, "Yo, I used to play records for free. Now I'm making almost a hundred grand a show." Go figure. Yep. DJ Crazy. Thank you, Cool Hurt. Yeah, thank you, Cool Hurt. Yeah. Thank you, all these Wolfman Jack. Thank you, uh, Frankie Crocker. Thank you, Lady B. Thank you, uh, uh, everybody. DJing is essential. It's the foundation. Like, mm-hmm. one thing, you go to a good party, you might not remember nothing else at the party, but, yo, who was the nigga on the church? He was killing that shit. Exactly. He was killing exactly. that. Exactly. Yo, who got married? I don't know the dude's name, but, yo, Smitty was DJing at the after party. How many times you hear that one, Smitty? How many, yo, I was like this. I don't know who got married, but I know Smitty was killing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's T-Boy gold? Hey, where's T-Boy at? T-Boy, he had the, he had the crib chilling. He brought him up. We T-Boy brought him up. Smitty, man. We brought wow, him those up. Are the They're the foundations, because this is the one thing I loved about Smitty, man. Smitty's been all over the world. A lot of people don't realize his resume. Smitty's been with the Kid Capri. Smitty's been all over the place. But he's yep. very humble. He never brags. He never shows up. Only thing me and Smitty don't agree on is them goddamn Knicks. Other than that. Other diehard Knicks fans. Oh, nah. diehard Knicks fans. Crazy. Crazy. I don't know if we got time to really talk to, to Smitty, but Smitty has a resume. Matter of fact, Smitty is the reason that I'm where I'm at. Because Smitty took me with him to a meet Hawkins Farm. And everything just, you remember? And how hot, you remember when I told you, what did I say on, on my interview? I was with Smitty, and Smitty introduced me to John Ragsdale. Ragsdale introduced me to Phil. Mm-hmm. And there it went. All started for me hanging out in the basement with Smitty. Yep. So you did say that. You got to hear, you got to hear that one, Smitty. You got to hear the doula episode. Oh yeah, that's what I said. Yep. I said I was down in Smitty's basement and he introduced me to Ragsdale. And then from Rags because Smitty was like, How you know that record? I said, I know the beat breaks, but I ain't know like the, the original name. But I know anything beat breaks, I know. And that's how like I said, my whole career is based on me and Smitty in that basement. Smitty scratch introduced me to these guys. Everything scratch match yep. the rob. <laughs> we have yo, Harrisburg has such a wealth of talent that gets overlooked. That's exactly and that's what only he because said. Yeah, because they got to understand. What I have to say is you, Smitty. Hasbro is way bigger than Compton. I've been to Compton. Mm-hmm. Hasbro could be a Compton if we do what Compton did. Put the egos to the side. Uh, and say, okay, yeah. who's the best person we got here? We just okay, we all got to rally that. behind this person. Exactly. Yeah. And then but we, we all follow suit. That's it. That's all. 
And that's, if you look at any blueprint, that's the blueprint for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Jay Chris, okay, I need the three best rappers. Okay, you're the ghetto boys. All right, everybody else, ghetto boys is coming out first, but everybody else is going to come after. We're cool with that. Mm-hmm. Detroit, yeah. hey, we're going to put out B12. Well, out of B12, we like the white boy. All right, let the white boy go first, and the rest of us can come after. Yep. Wu-Tang, oh, we all, we all love Method Man. Okay, let Method get the first single, the rest of us are coming after. Mm-hmm. It's a blueprint that's, that's been working that for some reason we just cannot follow in this town. And for me to be yeah. an outsider, you know, Hasburg is my that's home. I I'm probably too. one of the few New Yorkers dudes that don't like New York as much. Hasburg, my kids and everything, my adult life is in Hasburg. Yep. And Indeed. we got the talent. Yep. We got the talent. Everybody we got some of the best busy. DJs. Everybody, yeah, everybody's too busy trying to be better than the next person. Yeah. Yep. Then unite. Look, I'm going to tell, tell you right now, I'm going to tell you hands down, the three best DJs I know in the state of Pennsylvania. Smitty, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and DJ Herc. Those are my top three right there. Yeah, my we, favorite. We, we just talked about him earlier too. We covered it. We covered it. Smitty, the gambit. Ain't nobody rocking with it. And, and Johnny, we've been to all three parties. Yep, exactly. We seen Smitty in action. We were fortunate to see Jazzy Jeff in action, and we definitely seen Herc in action. Oh, and this is the reason why. And, I and we haven't been disappointed in all three. We've not never been all. disappointed at all. Not at all. And this is what we were talking about right before. That I wanted to click you in, and it wouldn't let me click you in. Um, put you in on it right as he was saying it, but. He was saying that uh, Karis One is one of the best live performers. I was like, yo, did you see Black Thought? He said he never saw Black Thought. So I was like, mm, you never seen Breath Control until you see Black Thought rock out for the only nah, three hours. I don't the- know. And I ain't saying this because I'm from the Bronx. Ain't too much people. Okay, another story. I know you heard it, but I got to repeat it anyway. Why Clef? Uh, you heard this story? Nope. No. I saw Wyclef okay. perform in November, though. November 2017. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Remember, this is the high day of the Fugees. Everybody in your mind was talking about the Fugees. Remember, three, when I came back, so y'all met these niggas called the Fugees? That's when he just had the uh, the, the Mona Lisa, that one. Mm-hmm. When he just had the single. The Nappy Heads remix. So, yeah, the Nappy Heads. So, the now they're the bars, Killing Me yeah. Softly. Yeah. Killing, Killing Me Softly comes out. I had to go to New York, to Roseland. The Fugees was the headliner. KRS was the opening act, and I think Fat Joe was on before that, him and Madeline. My cousin, with his, with his arrogance, he's like, Chris is like, yo, you sure, y'all want, you, sure you don't want, want me to go on? Uh, y'all want to go on before me? And then I close the show? Nah, nah, nah. He said, to this day, the biggest mistake he ever made in his life. You don't ever let KRS one go on before you, because there is no show after that. <laughs> there is no show after that. And my cousin was like this. Other than saying, killing me softly, what can we do? There's nothing we can do. How can we top that shit? Two people say that shit, and they're right. One is Karis one, the other one is Busta Rhymes. You don't let those guys go on before you. Yeah. The show's over. Yeah. I saw Busta Rhymes for the, the first time. The show is over. Three months ago. Busta Rhymes, Karis one Method Man, and Red Man. You let those guys go on before you, you ain't got a so, show after that. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. much, shit. I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. Red Man and Method Man, they fucking climbing up on speakers and jumping backwards and shit. Yeah, I see. I seen them plenty of plenty of times. Plenty, plenty of times. I'm telling you, motherfuckers got energy for days. Harris one in the middle of the show, he rhymes over a harmonica. He stands <laughs> over for yeah, it's, it's crazy yo. Yeah, that's why, I was, dude, man. that's why I was trying to get Doola to come down there that one time and shit. But uh, that's all. Shit happens. Man, the one to put me up in UGK. 
That's the one thing I love about Smitty. What did he we just say? What he did I just say half hour ago, Smitty? The same exact thing. I said in Harrisburg, mm-hmm. I would have never known who the fuck UGK or A Ball and MJG mm-hmm. was. Yeah, he, he, he. That's one thing. He, no, Bum he's, B is uh, nice. He's, Bum B is nice. He's yeah. a real DJ. He gives everybody the same opportunity. He's yeah. not territorial. We know me. Mm-hmm. Him from the East Coast. You think he play East Coast music? He played East Coast, down south, up top, mm-hmm. out west. Yeah. He, he's playing. Hey, I'm playing the records. We talk Whether you about like it or not, I'm going to play because I'm giving everybody the opportunity to be heard. Yeah, we was talking about his East Coast bias, though, slightly for a little bit, too, before you got yeah. on. But <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll discuss that another time. But Smitty, uh, yeah, I actually had Dula. We, me and him were supposed to record. We're going to record an episode now, but I got to get your opinion on it now since I got Matter of fact, both of y'all on the phone. Well, me and, mm-hmm. me and Dula already covered this, but Rizzo Preem, the battle. Who you had? We all, we, everybody won. Come on, man! Don't say the don't say the. I fucking, can't see no answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I watched the battle. I watch and anybody that that knows me You're knows cream. that I'm premier. Yeah, that's that's my dude right there. So he can never do wrong, in my eyes. But okay. But in my opinion, I think Premier is the better producer. But Rizza got him that night only the fact because I think Premier seemed like he was on some buddy shit. Yes. It was. Uh, it was more of a homage. It wasn't a battle. He yeah, it was a homage. Some of the right records. <laughs> yeah, if Premier was on the right records, he would have smashed Rizza. He would have smashed him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They interviewed him afterwards, too, though. And he, he said the whole time there, he was just waiting to see if Rizza got serious. He said he had a, a spank him folder. But well, he never he really went in. He <laughs> went in. <laughs> but after that, but you see that they was just both like paying homage to each other, so it was just more like that's a all it was. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was all homage, which was good. It was good for hip hop because it was great. It, 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 yeah, it, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to determine because Rizza has doesn't have a, a big body outside of his team. No, very few people got a Rizza track compared to uh, Primo that's on everybody's shit. Yep. Yep. Rizzo just produced for Wu Kang or Wu Kang affiliates, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to determine his his, his beats. That even though his beats are fucking incredible, but yes, we really are. haven't heard them on. Let's say I like to hear Jay Z. I like to hear somebody else other than the, the Big Eight on the Rizzo track. Right. Yeah. Yep. Az got lucky. He had one. Yep. I remember yeah, and, that. And the Nas. Yeah. That's why I said when he played the Nas shit, I'm like, what's this? I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit, he actually made something for somebody else. Yeah, very few. So that's why. Now, this is a battle <laughs> that, was, that happened a couple of years ago. If you get a chance to go to YouTube, and this is a battle. The battle between Alchemist and Just Blaze. That was a battle. Mm. You don't remember that, that was a battle? Woo! You don't remember that mm. one? That was a battle. I saw that one. That one. That, that, one, I, that was a good one. one. Oh, man. Just, just pulled some shit out of his ass. Yeah. And Alchemist came right back and pulled some double shit out of his ass. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Shit, where did these guys? It was hiding them. It's hiding those gems. Yeah, because think about all the exclusive freestyles and shit that Just Blaze got to throw away Jay Z ones and everything. He has it all. He got the vault. Yeah, RZA, RZA was just playing like the the hardest records. He was just playing the, the, the criminology, and he was just spanking them with them. Yeah, you know, that's he was what I'm playing saying. like the, like I didn't understand MOP breaking the rules at all. Out of all the MOP nah. records you got, you, you picked play- that one. I was like, yeah, yeah. but he, you know, Premier Premier pissed me off when he kept playing the, the D'Angelo shit. 
<laughs> the Christina nah, Aguilera. There was, a science to that. there was a science to that because Cold yeah, World, but this the is remix a battle, man. You don't play D'Angelo in no battle, no hip hop battle. Yeah, but that Devil's Pie beat is hard as shit. And then it is. And the low it key, is. what people don't know is Cannabis had that beat and he ain't like it, so he gave it to D'Angelo. Wow. Yeah, Cannabis had it, and then he got mad. He got mad at Premier for saying it. For saying, wow. nah, that was cannabis beat, but he didn't like it. So, hey, shit happens, man. Well, let me let me ask you this, because I don't know what happened. Apparently, I guess Teddy Riley and Babyface got into it yesterday. Last night, yeah. It was take two, because they had technical difficulties. The fucking mm-hmm. Teddy so, okay. Riley, one of the most fucking technologically savvy dudes, couldn't get a fucking iPhone to work without an echo. <laughs> <laughs> That's just crazy. Well, I was, I, was, I was arguing with my cousin on the way over here. And he was talking, we talked about Teddy Riley. And the same thing. Babyface, outstanding producer. Mm-hmm. Babyface, writer. outstanding writer. 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 But did Babyface do anything to change the culture of music? No. Thank you. New Jack Swing no. changed the Teddy whole Riley thing. Teddy Riley is single-handedly, since yes. he's been 15, because me and Teddy are the same age, since mm-hmm. he's been 15, he has changed the culture of music. From his yes. first reign of Go See the Doctor with Melly Mel. I mean, with, with, with Kubo D. Kubo. That he did back in 1984 at 15. And then, like, he began, he produced one of the biggest hip-hop records ever made. Ever. The show. The show. Oh, yeah. They, he pulled that out. Did that when he was 15. Yeah, he pulled that out there. And he was, and Babyface was like, what the fuck did you make that when you was 12? Yeah. He said that, like. Yep, when he was 16. Yep. Let's not get into Bobby Brown. Let's not get into Heavy D. I know. And let's not get into Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh no, they got into it. They got into it. I was waiting me. for him to play. Uh, Remember the time. Yeah, exactly. but, but that's what I'm saying. It kept getting fucked up, though, man. I don't get it. How mm-hmm. all of them people in that room, and it's just look. It was just baby face. It was just baby face in the studio, chilling with some candles lit, and friggin' Teddy Riley got like seven other people around him and shit, and he couldn't get it right. But Babyface got it right just by himself in the phone. It was just crazy. Well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is a battle I like to see. I don't know if it ever happened. Maybe we also just protest. I want to see Molly Mar go against Dr. Dre. They already got one going. I think the next big one, what they're slowly hinting at, is probably Diddy versus Dre make a whole East West thing again. So what the fuck? Diddy ain't produced a fucking record in his life. What's he talking about? Yeah, but he's still a producer by Dre. No, 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 no. He's never Fuck touched that. an MP, but his Fuck mind is what sculpted all of it. <laughs> Dr. Dre makes beats. Dr. Dre is a DJ. Dr. Dre is yeah, a director. Dr. Dre also has... Diddy paid people to make... And there's no disrespect to Diddy, because he did the same thing Quincy Jones was doing. But so did Dre. But so did Dre. Dre. That's a lot of them joints that say produced by they Dr. Better, Dre. They better throw they Jermaine were... Dupree. They better throw yeah. Jermaine Dupree up in there. J.D. been more in the smoke, because he's like, all right, how many of y'all are in the uh, Song Writers Hall of Fame? All right, then. Shut the fuck up. And he was like, all the songs mm-hmm. that I produce, hits, all the hits that I produce, I wrote. What? And then on top now, of you that, know what? Though, that'll be a good battle. Yeah. You yeah. go ahead and put Jermaine. You go ahead and put Jermaine against Puffy because they both yeah. come in the same same style. Yeah, All right. the good is that Jermaine yeah, right. actually makes the he actually makes the beat himself, but it's the See, same but, concept. But that's what I'm saying. Okay. With Dre too, there was a mailman. There was a Scott Storage in the back. That you know what I mean. It would say. Yeah, but okay. By- let's, 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 let's talk early NWA when he did all the. Oh yeah, stuff. all that was him. Let, let, let's talk to Chronic. It was him and Yellow. When, 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 when he did Yellow. most of it himself. Him and Yellow. That's 2000. Yeah, that's different. Then he was, was big then. The Pac joints. That's, the why, joints. that's why I'm a big DJ Premier fan. It ain't no, it ain't no production, scene, production team. When you read the back of the credits, 
Primo. All songs produced by DJ Premier. All cuts by DJ Premier. Always. Every Gangstar album. Always. Yep. Everything Premier does is all Premier. It's never no, I brought in this guy to play the bass, and this nah. guy did the, the bass line for me. He does it all himself. That's Premier still with the same face. dude. Hey. Premier hangs with the same people. You remember, hey, Johnny, uh, you remember when we met him? I said, oh, shit, they got my man Black. Yep. He's been with Black for over 30 years. Yep, indeed. True the same indeed. people. Same people. Mm-hmm. But hold on. Okay, so let's. Okay, we got Dr. Dre. Now I got you on the phone with me because you know these guys better than I do as far as they sound. Okay, let's say Dr. Dre Timberland. That'd be a good one. But Timberland already went up with Swizz. He already went up with that one. But Dre, I think the only one that Dre could do is probably like a Diddy because of the bodies of How? work. Oh, because they span over How? decades. What body of work? It's no. Okay, let me, let me tell you this. Johnny, Diddy how many people hit, argue man. about Puff Daddy Diddy making has, a record? Diddy has the hit, man. No, how many people argue about Puff Daddy making a record? You don't hear that's one name that never comes up. Like, oh shit, you heard that fucking beat that that, that, that Sean made yesterday? You've never heard that. True, because everybody knows he has the hit, man. And but he, he knows you. how to construct the mm-hmm. records, and which is Nigga, even... I can do that. That's not making you a producer. Nah, that's you would have never you, took. You, you, you would have never took a grimy sounding. Hardcore, hard, damn near hardcore Biggie, and put a fucking hat on him and made him into a player. You would have never done no, that. No, I'm not that's saying the that. Brain that Puffy no, no, that's, that's his production. No, that's value. a record executive. That's, no, he's a record executive where, where he's where he's the best. He mm-hmm. he can transform you from your imagery to your sound to your style. That's what Puffy does the that's best. Production. Nobody does that better. That's not production. But no, 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 no. That's overall arrangement. He's most of mm-hmm. an arranger. Mm-hmm. Like, well, hey, yeah. Yo, you're not going to wear your hat this way. You're going to wear your hat this way. You're all not right. Gonna yeah. just, ooh, but he's also in the he's not a producer in the sense of a word when we're talking from a hip hop right, standpoint. In a traditional sense, yes, he's not exactly, that's what I'm programming in like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a prime example. Prime example. How many people here, like, you hear these guys say this all the time. There's a famous producer that Primo talks about all the time. One of his idols, Rizzo talks about all the time, Buck Wild, all of them. And his name Marley? is David Axelrod. Oh, David Axelrod. David Axelrod has some of the most sampled beats in hip-hop. Right? If you look on the back of the credits, look at the instruments that David Axelrod plays. Zero. He's just the mastermind of getting great musicians together and combating a beautiful sound. That's what Puffy does. Yes. So, but he's not in the grassroots like Dre that's actually saying, hey, high tech, wake your ass up. We're going in the studio today. This is what we're going to do. You get behind the boards, I'm fucking with this machine. Bring so-and-so in here, and we're going to do that. That's why I can't put Puffy on the same scale when it comes to the production side of things. And yes, we know all these bigger producers have a production team. Let me ask you this. But at, the, at the beginning of their production life, they were actual producers. All right. Before Swiss now, got big, he made the beats himself. Before Dre got big, he made the beats himself. There is no beat that Puffy made himself. All right, but now if you're gonna put somebody, if you're gonna put somebody against Dre, I think people sleeping on um DJ Quick. If you wanted to do like a West Coast, (laughs) see, I would do more like a DJ Quick versus like a Battle Cat or something like on like keep it like. Oh, you can do that too. Yeah, Yeah, Battle Cat. That'll be good. Battle Cat got a nice body of work. Yes, he does. All the early two short short albums. Even Compton's most shit. wanted shit. Daz, if we, if we really want to talk shit, oh, yeah, Daz, Daz, Daz would be the forefront of that whole list. Oh, trust Daz me, Daz is fucking on. Um, he already got on Instagram. Daz and on um, 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 one of y'all. One G, they'd they be to the forefront of that. 
yeah, that's their sound. The best, the best quality. I don't know if anybody agrees with this, but to this day, and this is my opinion, the best quality sounding album ever in hip hop history is Tupac All Eyes on Me, and that's because of DJ Quick and Dr. Dre engineered the hell out of that shit. And Daz made damn near half the beats. Because yeah, one that, of Pac's biggest but, songs, yeah, but, uh, a rider, no, 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 you know what? You know what? I, 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 I agree with you saying, really. You say from a technical standpoint of quality and, and clarity. Engineering yeah, standpoint. Oh, yeah, my God. It's right. crystal clear. Yeah, you're right. The, the, I agree with that. There was no samples. They used all band. It was instruments. Yep. That was Dre's that, that thing. Man, that album sounds so good. And oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Quick, I'm, quick, I mean, quick, 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 we gotta have this call because I don't think Buck would agree with you on saying that Puffy's not a producer or would he? Because he's part of the hitman. So with his bias, exactly. kicking, that's no point. If, he's, if you're getting paid, it's, it's a difference. Okay, I'm going to tell you the difference. I don't get a fly-ass fucking haircut today. My lineup is perfect. I paid to get the lineup. So I'm technically the person that paid for that haircut. But did I do the haircut? I assisted. The, I, I paid for the assistance of the help to get the haircut to look as good as it did. Mm-hmm. Okay, but still, man, I don't know. You're like undercutting Puffy's mind. I'm not going to talk as a producer. He even says it out of his own mouth. I'm not yeah. a producer in the sense of the word. I know. But I know what I like. Exactly, but he knows how to That's produce it together. I know what I like. So All I right. can't put so him in a beat say? battle so what would you when say? he's, he's never the best, made a beat. So what would you say? He's the best arranger in the game ever? Yes, he's, he's, he's the yes. He's overall yes. the best executive producer. He's the overall yes. best arranger. He's the, probably the best old com, com, compiling of thoughts and attitudes and strategies. He's the best composer. Yes. Him and Dre. He's not even a composer. He's not the right music. But that's what I'm saying. He would be, him and Dre would be a well, good one what? because. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you the person we need to ask that. Even when we talking about. If we, get, if we get Jimmy on the show, Jim can answer that question better than all of us. Because Jimmy worked for Puffy for years. Producing mm-hmm. multiple albums. So we get Jim Beans on, on, this, on these conversations. He can answer that better than anybody. Shit. Jim Beam. Yeah. When's the yep. last time you spoke to Jim Beam, Smitty? It's been a minute. Like I, yeah. I, I rapped to him a couple times on social media, but far as face to face, I probably haven't talked to him well, since yeah. the NRL days. Yeah, because he's been in. Yeah, he's been out Cali forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the show too, because I want to get all the Harrisburg cats. You know what I mean? And compile them, but I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get him though. I sent him a DM though. I, I already show you. We got. I got Armand. I got Lost. Large, ready. We gotta get agony ready. We already got Smitty. Um, I got. Cuban. I know they might not want to accept this, but we got We got to include Super Duper there. He's done a lot for the community. We got to include Preston. You know, you know. We gotta Yo, Preston, Preston, Preston right now. Preston right now. I think out of all the artists in the city right now, I think he's the one that really has a legitimate shot to go like super duper far right now. 
because he's way diverse. He's, he's, he's more diverse you know, than y'all vision, think. His vision is crazy his right di- now. With his his videos, diversity his rhyming book. is better, too. Man, he's doing He's doing it. This is what I told Thuggy. I said, Thuggy, it's beyond rap here. You're a personality. Once you become a personality, the music is just, you were doing the same exact, Thuggy doing nothing different than what Fifty's doing. He became a brand. He became a personality. The ladies love you. The dudes respect you. You can't get to no better than that. And you got a story to tell. Mm -hmm. Oh, hell yeah. What we need is for the city to get off the head and back the man up and support. We got that. You know what? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, that's what we want to do with this podcast. Once this shit blows over and everybody can come out their house some more, Smitty, you're taking the helm. We're going to throw a hip hop, Harrisburg supports hip hop. And we invite Mm -hmm. every rapper in the city to come through. Each one get a song. We're going to provide the food. We're going to get permits and we're going to have fun. And we're going to unify. And we're going to put that shit on tape. Yo, know, I played the last the last time I did Champions before all this um, pandemic stuff happened. I had, it was like eight hundred some people there at Champions. I ain't lying, it was about eight hundred people there. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I saw I played um I played Thuggy's new single, and they went crazy. Was he there? They went crazy. Was he there that night? Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Oh shit. That, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, this is the funny shit. Dude, tell me if you remember this. Well, well, we was all running around, me, him, and Marcus. We went over to Preston's house, and he was playing us some shit. So we're thinking that he's just like a one-way type rhymer. And then so Marcus starts freestyling. Then Pete Thugger starts kicking some shit. And me and Marcus are looking at him like he's fucking crazy. And Dula, I guess he must have known, but he was like, well, why the fuck are you rapping like that? And you ain't, like, he's lyrical when he wants to be. He was like, because that ain't what the people want. They don't want no lyrical shit. They just want some, some smooth shit. They just want some, uh, some crunk trap shit. You know what I mean? This was like 2005. We was mm-hmm. like, like, so he has it in him to go either way. It's just like, he just likes the other way. That's all. He just likes to make it more uh, radio friendly, so to speak, or just more turn up records, though. But mm-hmm. that's one versatile motherfucker, though. He is, and I'm, and I told him, I've told him this before. I'm not really into everything he records, yeah. But I damn sure respect the hell out of his grind, yeah, man. He, he goes hard. He goes hard. Yes, he does. Shit, harder than most out here and shit. Cause yes, out he of goes all hard. Of these, and, and he's he, known, and, and he's known out of Harrisburg. And that's he's that's been, the dope yep, thing. And he's been like. I've seen a bunch of rappers here come and go, change careers, switch everything. Some of them. Yo. Whoa. Johnny. Yo. Johnny. Yo. That's what I got on the phone, Smitty and Johnny. I what? got Thuggy on the phone, ladies and gentlemen. Who? Wow. <laughs> hey. Just talking about him. We was crazy. just talking about him. Yo. Yo, what's the deal? What up, we, man? Uh, we just, yo, I was just telling everybody the story about the last time I did Champions and I played your record, and it was like 800 people there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. No doubt. Yeah, we, we just, we all said, we said, yo, Preston is the one that got it. I said, I said, he's a brand. He ain't no rapper. He's a brand. Yeah. And I think like, if anybody can do it for the city, he can do it for the city. We just got to get the rest of these jobs to get off the hate and get into the support because the numbers show. If we can get the numbers, then we get the attention. Yep. I never understood Absolutely. the hate for you, man. I never understood the hate for, for, for Thuggy, man. I never understood that shit. Because he's a he's a I mean, you know, and, and the woman likes him. That's what it is. I mean, you know, I come with the territory, man. So it's like it's not like unexpected. You know what I'm saying? 
So, like, you know, you're going to have the hate, you're going to have the love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But this is the I thing. I never heard of Jesus. Listen, Jesus had haters, and he's like, you know, Michael <laughs> Jordan had haters. And yeah. them was great men. I mean, I even hated Michael Jackson. Shit, and Michael Jackson moonwalked on water. He's <laughs> 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 got a lot of, it's no disrespect to rappers in this city. But if you look at Preston's body of work going all the way back to the beginning of post up to right now, yeah, man, it, it's crazy, insane, and it, it just like every time he he just gets better and better and better. That's what I'm and saying. Now he's venturing yeah. off into movies, into books. He, he's well, you know, he's doing it. And and the one thing I always say about Preston too, think about all the rappers that he came out with when he first started with the poster movement, and think about how many of them, like I said before, like switched careers or, or around doing stuff. Exactly. Yep. Some of them are working at Giant. Some of them are fucking yeah. driving trucks. Mm-hmm. And look at what you doing. You know what I mean? He's still doing it, and he's still known yeah. for it. And you know the, I, mean? I will say this: the next person, you know, God bless his soul that he's not here, but Easy Stack G's was was going to be right there. Yeah, yeah, he had future. He had future on his record before future was even popping like that. Yeah, damn, speaking yeah, of my brother, man, I'm missing. Yeah, man, Thugger, <laughs> Thugger, you you talking live on the podcast. I don't know if Dula told you, but we definitely got to gotta get an episode with you on it and shit. This is this yeah, is we, technically we, the Smitty episode, but. Dula called, so I had to plug him in on it and shit, but we definitely gonna get yeah, you yeah, in we it, just, too. We started talking about the city, so, you know. Yeah. Yo, Thuggy, we definitely, I'm gonna call you up and you're gonna give us your time, because we're gonna get, we wanna yeah, get we your, need, your we need a, we need feature a on you, but we you. just had to give you a special shout-out, man. Man, you already know, man. Let me know, man. I'm ready, man. Just hit me. I'm aware. All right, buddy. Copy. Got you. I appreciate y'all, bro. Good look. Yeah. Yep. Be safe. Peace out. Peace. Uh, Dula coming through in the clutch and shit with the mystery. Yes, Come on, baby. That's, that's what I do, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know what, yo, Smitty? Before you go, you know, there's another person, Smitty. You got to be on when we do this interview. We got to interview Ray. Ray's another person that doesn't get a lot of credit for what he's done. Oh, he's Ray's Ray, genius. Ray's Raymond genius. Bennett. Raymond Bennett did a he lot for the city. The uh, he shouted him out at the beginning. Yep. So we we got to get Ray on on, on this mm-hmm. podcast too. He's a wealth of knowledge, and this this town owes him a lot of gratitude without even understanding why. Since 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 we got you on the phone, Dula, and I just wanted to go back into the beginning of our era. You was talking about you know rappers coming up in like in the early nineties. Remember you was talking about that, Johnny? Yep, yep, yep. One group that I forgot that was right there, but things things fell apart. Soul Brother Number Nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let Dula go in on that. Yeah, one. tell me because I'm that's I don't know who that is. Enlighten, Man. enlighten me. So we brother, didn't record so the music. We didn't record a lot of music, but when we did shows, yeah, we definitely. What group people, was Avery? What, what happened was, what happened was, um, once again, I don't know how I got involved. This is when I had my big afro still, and um, <laughs> we, we just we formed, we, we kind of formulated a, a Wu Tang without. About the same time Wu Tang was formulated. So it was me, Phil, Smitty, Kiko, uh, my brother, uh, Shadow, um, and uh, who was uh, the rain, somebody? The Rain. Rage. Yep, Rage. <laughs> um, and we just kind of formulated something, and it was just very organic. It was cool. But like Smitty said, we never got a chance to really record, but we always had the opportunity to do shows. Because at the time, you know what I'm saying about Phil? Phil worked for Rap Sheet and Rap Pages. So they'll invite him to places. 
and then we were taking place. And the one thing that always stood out, who the fuck is a tall, skinny nigga? Talking about Kiko. No matter, no matter where we went, who the fuck is that dude? Yo. And, and when he tells people he's from West Virginia, that was a story in by itself. Yo, They couldn't believe it. He's like, nah, you from Brooklyn. Nah, you from Philly. He nah, was, there's no way you from West Virginia. That, he's like, I'm from West nice? Virginia. Is he that nice? Was he that nice? When he started coming out, remember, this is when Naughty by Nature first came out, and everybody was like big on Tretch. 92. He All was right, kind of like, he was kind of like in that, that Tretch field. Gotcha. Same type of style, same type of flow, but he just had his West Virginia accent that, you know, that separated from him from Tretch. No shit. And he, he was deadly. Is his wordplay, his metaphors? You know what? You're gonna have to send me one of his tracks because I know you got oh it somewhere. Oh my god! I know you do. This dude. The next He's time, spin, spin one of his shits on Level One Radio, or just send it to me directly. I want to hear it. I, I have, hear yeah, it. I have to go on my archives. Oh, that's and try what to I find, meant to yeah. ask you too. And I don't know. Damn, I don't know if Dula was around for that. What group was smurfing? Because I know it was Raheem. It was Heemwood. He was with MIH. He was with MIH. All right, because it was Heemwood. Yep. It was Smurf. It was Wayne. Shout out to Wayne Piper. Shit, shout out to Wayne. Weezy. I think Smurf, Smurf, I would have to say, was probably my favorite MC in this city Ever. to this day. Yeah. yeah. They were it's, talking it's about Smurf him like and he then was Cuban. the one. Smurf and Cuban. Word. Because the only one. Smurf. Yeah, yeah, well, Where's the Cubano? I haven't seen him in a minute. I just seen him. Yeah, he's he's chilling. He's, chilling. he's work. He's working on beats and stuff. His beats is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. The last time he told me he had some nice. I I heard a couple of times. He do got some nice sounds. Yeah, yeah I, I, know was, I know he was. I know he was under you. Uh, you showing him the, the mix game too. I know you. He was DJing under you. How did yeah. that come along? He he kind of fell back, but he just took a bigger interest in the making beats. He really has a thing for making beats right now. Got it. Oh, then I gotta hit him up. What is he using? What what, what machine he on? I'm not. I'm not even sure. All right, I'm gonna get a hold of him though, man. I gotta plug him up. We're gonna have to interview. We could do him and Agony at the same time. Then the future. Of oh, rap. that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be crazy. And if you're down for that call, let me know. But um, just, oh um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, look, Smitty, we didn't took up like about. We I meant to just keep this under 55 minutes, but we on an hour and a half. <laughs> but Dula, that's because Dula just bring a whole new energy to the show, which is why yeah. why I'm pretty much gonna make him my co-host with the co-most shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, and when we started, let me go back. When we started doing the shows, the Soul Brothers Number Nine, mm-hmm. I always knew Dula. I always known Dula as like the hype man. But when he started oh, yeah. actually rhyming, I was like, whoa, I. Yo, dude, damn, dude was nice. You was rhyming? See? Yeah, when he get his ciphers and stuff, I'm shit. like, yo. You never told me that. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now I, you're quiet. I can dibble with Dabble. Don't get quiet. I can dibble with Dabble, baby. Oh. Yeah, yo, because it, it's just, I'm telling you, man, that's the most fun I had in my life. Yo, the 90s for me, I, don't, I can't speak for nobody else. The yeah, remember, me, we was, all, remember we all went down Howard's homecoming and we stayed out. Oh and, my god! And, and Kiko was in cipher smashing people. Yo, that's when I'm Chuck D. Was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, Chuck D. Who yes. the fuck is that? Wow. Because we went to go, we went to go listen to him speak. Yep. Chuck we D. Was like, who the fuck is that? We was on campus. Yep. So what was this like? Hold up, y'all just went down to Howard just for like a homecoming or something? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's yeah this is back in the nineties, man. Biggie yeah. had just dropped Ready for Die. Uh, so ready it gets around so then. 94. Yeah. 94, 93, 94, 95, 93, yeah. Yeah, 93, yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggie, Biggie wasn't as popular then. He was just coming out. Yep. Oh, shit. 
And Nas was just coming out too. Everybody was talking about Nas from halftime at the time. Everybody. Yo, I'm telling you, I mean, that's that's when you still had Jack the Rapper shit. You ain't seen Smitty's pictures with Carmen looking like he was 10 years old? Yep, I seen it. And a picture with the brat, a picture with a, a, yeah. Carmen didn't have no beard or nothing. He was still common sense then. Yep, he was. He was still an alcoholic Mm -hmm. then. Yep, now the motherfucker's the cleanest vegan you've ever seen. (laughs) It's just crazy. Which, again, is a testament to hip-hop. Look at all these yes. sounding actors that came from the world of hip hop. Yep. I mean, uh, real actors, none of that bullshit. I'm talking the Ice Shoes, the T.I.s, the Will Smiths, the Commons, the Queen Latifahs. I, I go on and on and on Yo, and on and on. I'm telling you. LL. 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 Come on, we go on and on and on. No, and then that's even funny shit too. Tony Luke, everybody. Yep. He does the vo- he's a voiceover kid now. Shit. He does all the voiceovers. But the funny yep. shit is too though. Look at this. From a fucking Compton nigga with a Jerry curl to starting his basketball league. Come on. Hip hop did that shit. Yep. Motherfucker started his own basketball league. That shit is nuts. So yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Well, Smitty, I don't but let know. me go. I'm, 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 I, Smitty, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut in, but you know I get hyped when I'm with oh, Smitty's I around. It. Yeah, so, I enjoyed. I enjoyed I, it. I, I, I had to expound because I know you're very humble and you're not a bragger. So I'm a brag That's for what you. I'm saying. I would have. I had My to keep man. asking tons of I'm, questions. I'm a brag for you. I had to. When I had to hands down, Smitty's busting anybody's ass in those turntables. Oh hell you yeah! Remember what Ron G said about you, Smitty? He said, Who "Yo, that? son. Yo, remember Ron G? Yo, your man. Oh is yeah. Your man's nice." LS1, yo, your man's nice. DJ Dummy, yo, your man's nice. Everybody says, active, uh, active or ghetto, yo, your man's nice. <laughs> yo, Dougie, uh, 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 Chill Will and Bad B, yo, your man's nice. <laughs> Everybody says Smitty's nice. When, when Karis went co-signed me at the Dragonfly, that did it for oh. me. Yo. I was there. You know, I was jumping up like a, I was like a yeah. gay dude in the crowd. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was yelling and shit, Smitty, you know, and then Smitty, humble looking cool, just raised his hands up. I'm like, nigga, do you know what just happened to you? Yeah, that's why I. Do you know that's what why you, right you when you just Right when you called, I was asking him about that story. That was the main thing I said. I, how the fuck did you get to uh, open for Karis One and perform with him? That's crazy. <laughs> Shit. But Smitty man, it's been a fucking honor. That's why I was like, I gotta get you on here because you were one of Harrisburg's legends. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. And that's why I said, like I told you right before Dula called, I was like, I'm giving you your flowers while you here. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Yep. So yeah, Smitty man, um, if you ever need anything, or if you ever want to come back on, if we get uh, Cuban and Ag on and shit, since you were part of that group. You know what I mean? If you want to come back yeah, on, just let me know. Definitely. I know you got a busy, no busy schedule and shit. And you know, mm-hmm. if you ever need do a little hype you up on um level one radio, you know he's there for you. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm here. What's up? Shit. That's what's up. All yeah, right, brother. Y'all take care, Johnny. We'll do Mad Facts Mini. Not probably this weekend or this weekend because I know I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff. But we're gonna get you back on so we can really go into further about what we originally wanted to talk to, but this is way better than what I wanted to talk about anyway. Oh. I do want to get I do want to get your take on the live DJing on Instagram and YouTube right now, and mm-hmm. we want to go into depth. So what we do is, um, Johnny, David Smitty, the big three we're going to talk about, Lord Finesse, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and Just Blaze. Those are the three we'll start off with, and mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll each uh, comment on what we thought of they set. Because I know I spoke to Buck, and Buck said it was mixed reviews for Lord Finesse. And I said, mm-hmm. Buck, you got to realize, Finesse is my age. Finesse is like 52, 53. So that, his set appealed to me. 
It might not appeal to God. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it appeals to me. Just Blazers said appeal to me. It might not appeal to you, to me. Yeah. You know what I'm so I, I want to get that feedback. But I know Jazzy Jeff, he appeals to everybody. So I know that's yeah. the neutral science that all of us can agree on. Jazzy Jeff. I get to say, I, I, yeah, I got a picture of him too. One time he was DJing in Lancaster, man. I started off, it was the middle of winter. I started off with a beanie and a, and a sweatshirt on. Man, by the end, I was sweating with just a little fucking V-neck t-shirt on, man. I was jamming so hard. That shit was insane, man. But before we sign out, before we sign out, I want to shout out one of my um good friends of mine, hip hop legend Dana Dane. We tight to this day. We oh yeah, 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 no yeah. doubt. I remember mean, oh, yeah. I mean, he was talking from um from the hip hop uh, conference. Y'all was talking. Oh yeah, day, I remember. Yep. Uh, yeah, Muhammad, rest in peace. Right there. Yep, Muhammad, rest in peace, man. Yep, I remember. Yeah, Muhammad was damn. That's another person. No, because you know what? I remember Smitty. I'm gonna tell you how good my memory is. I'm talking to you, Smitty. Mahalo comes up, he introduces to Dana Dane, and Smitty goes, Oh shit, Dana Dane, and you immediately put on one of the records. He looks over and saw a smile. And Smitty yep, said, I'm a real I fan. He said, I'm a real fan. And he's like, Good, you're gonna DJ for me. And I was like, God damn, Smitty, twice in a row. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. Yo, he gave he, me his number after the show, and we we just we just been tight ever since. Even hey, he gets you, his numbers, he gets his number changed. He hits me, yo, just Smith, this is my new number, lock me in. And he, hey, you know, he told you about his radio show. You know, he said oh, you yeah. got the XM thing. He wanted you. He told you about that. You come up on his XM show. Mm-hmm. Just Smith be around. I'm telling you, Smith got a lot more stories. He's just very humble. I'll I tell know. the story for him. I was trying to pry him. I'll tell the story for him. I know. I was prying him out of him. I'm going to let you hear what we, what we already got. Because when you came in, it was already on like 45 minutes going on an hour. But, um, right. Smitty, go ahead and plug all your um your Instagrams and everything, please. Um, DJ Smitty 717, Instagram, Twitter. You can hit me up at the only one. It's only number one DJ Smitty. Uh, Facebook, D.J.Smitty. And that's it. Nah, plug the level one. Oh, I already said that. Yeah, download the level one go. radio app. Yeah, there it's on all go. platforms. There iTunes, go. Google Play Store, level one radio, level O-N-E, level one radio. There we go. There we go. All right. All right, Smitty, man. I'm going to let you get back to your family and shit. I know your wife probably cooking some marvelous shit to get your mouth watering. So No doubt. <laughs> shit, man. I'll, I'll, I'll check you out, Smitty. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna review it and stuff, and I'm going to let you know um, right before the episode come out so you can, you know what I mean, plug it up or whatever. All right? Okay, cool. I appreciate that. Good All looking. Right. Yep, yep. All, All right, right, Smitty. Take right, care. Give up to the family. Yep. All right. Take it easy. Your going to die. Exactly what your daughter said. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you came in right on like about the forty, the forty minute mark of uh, a Smitty's set. Right? I mean, a Smitty's interview though. But I got him talking about the very like the beginnings of how he started and um, like who was like the first MCs in Harrisburg and everything. So I think I'm gonna let you hear that one first, Ox, so then you could know, so we don't like repeat ourselves. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Well, let me ask Just you. Let me know. Do you wanna? Do you want me to stop this one, save this one at the Smitty episode, and then you wanna start on our own shit, or do you wanna just? What do you wanna do? Do you wanna keep recording tonight, or are you good? No, no, no. Let's, let's stop right here. And then what I said, like, hopefully we can reconvene because yep. we're gonna play off of the whole DJ thing yep. with this segment here. Because this is the segue is to say, okay, Bonnie, we talk about one of the DJs, and we, we you know we have animation for DJs. Let's talk about all these live parties that's been going on. I already expressed myself, Johnny. You might have a different opinion, and be taken from there. All so right. that'll be so our Sunday do. conversation. All right, all right. Oh, I'm, like, all right. I'm liking this. You see, I was on point too. I said five o'clock. I got to work. 
I yep. was on the phone with this oh. chick. I'm like, yo, I got to go. I got to do my podcast. Oh, I already got it set up, too. I'll be like, yo, I'm going to pod. There it is. And I'm out. So, all right, then. Well, this has been uh, another episode hey, I of the... Uh, baby, I talk to you. Exactly what she said. <laughs> See, she said it in, ba- in baby knees. <laughs> this has been another episode. Whoa. Okay. Anybody ask you? You don't know this little thing. Exactly. It's like, no, another episode <laughs> of... Don't overthink it. Yep, don't overthink it, Pablo. With your super, oh, with your super the, host, Tico Strella Morocco Mo, a.k.a. <laughs> Dominican Johnny and Abdul. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Um, yo, Ak, oh yeah, by the way, the Instagram page is up. The Don't Overthink It podcast uh, Instagram page. It. Exactly how I it's it. spelled. I know, that's what I'm telling the people. Jesus Christ. But no. <laughs> oh, see? big shout out. Big, oh, by the way, uh, Finesse did hit me back after I gave him the big shout out. Just, just put that there. We were talking about that in, 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 the, in the next half. Oh, and big shout out to my man Westside Gun. Yep, big of shout course. out. Fly guard. Pray for Paris out now. Trust me. If you ain't got it, I don't know what the fuck you waiting on. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. You heard the whole thing, right? Yeah. You heard your man Gibbs? Oh, man, did his thing. oh you heard Gibbs? Huh? You heard your man Gibbs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. I said you heard Freddie kill it. I yes. Freddie bodied but, that shit. Because, got, I'm but that goddamn you. butcher. I don't know what to do with that butcher. But yeah, I'm telling you. But this is the funny Ooh. shit. We seen them. I seen them perform twice. We, you seen them one the one time, and then I seen them when they was opening for the lots. The way Conway gums out on stage on some Eminem level type shit is fucking nuts. When he takes that shirt off and he's just in a in a white tee and just starts rhyming and going hard, I'll be like, God damn him. The machine. The machine is indeed, man. I've seen him the machine, go yo. out twice. Oh yeah, them hoodies. Them hey, hoodies is probably gonna be shipping out in the next in the next two or three days. Troopers, troopers, that's listening to our podcast, our trooper family. Trust us when Johnny's telling you and I'm telling you. If you love hip hop, as you guys say you do, I'm asking you to please go look up the Griselda records, the Griselda family. You oh, will yeah. not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. You yeah, will absolutely. not be disappointed. Absolutely. Freddie Gibbs, you will not be disappointed. And I got another one that's actually I found out that was kind of dope. Um, damn. What are you? From Top Dog. Uh, uh, Punch. Oh, Punch, yeah. One of the Punch co-owners. Shocked me. Yeah, I didn't know he... You didn't know he rhymed? You didn't know he rhymed? What? He got a nice sound, too, man. Got a real nice sound. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dig up some Punch. Real yeah. nice sound. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we are informing, man. Again, it's just our opinion, but we, we just want to keep hip hop. Not saying that this hip hop that you guys like isn't hip hop. It's just other alternatives. That was the one thing that you can get in the nineties, and I, I'm gonna end after this. You had options. Exactly. It's not like now where you're force fed. You had options. If you like the yep. hardcore shit, you had the hardcore shit. If you like the, the the jazz type shit, you had that. Yeah. If you liked the, the fucking West Coast, you had the West Coast. If you had the pre-boy shit, you had that. We had options. Yep. That's what's killing hip-hop today. We're limited in options. Everybody looks like everybody's a carbon copy. Yep. That's what a few people we just named. Yep, exactly. And I'll leave it at that. Till next right. podcast. All right, Aki. All right, well, go Be ahead. Be safe, everybody. Tend to your kids and shit, man. I'm going to wrap this episode up. I'm, I'm, I, I'll call you when I'm done. All right, single fatherhood, number one. All right. Yep. All right, peace. All right. And that was a very... uh star-studded uh episode of the don't overthink it podcast i meant to wrap it up 10 minutes ago but as you guys see uh doula loves going and hey i don't mind it because his voice is way more powerful than mine is sometimes so 
as always, stay safe and everybody out there, please try to practice this social distancing, whether you believe it or not, conspiracy theory or not, please just try to be safe. If not for you, for your kids, you know, but anyways, coming live from 1106 Studios, it's been another episode, you know what you're listening to, till the next time, peace.